0: Wins first ever live show at the Alamo Motherfucking Draft House! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for being here. Clusterfuck participant Dylan Derryberry is in the house. I'm holding the sign up, and we're just getting started tonight. We're Matt Lancaster's 90s here.
1: The people are here. Thank you for besting traffic. Congratulations. Hey, am I, am I yelling so
0: loud that it ruins your experience? Yes, no? Every, every week, yeah. Live feedback. okay. <laughs> I'll tell you
1: when we re-listen to it later. Yeah. Thank you, I
0: appreciate that. I um, expect some texts. The audio can't get worse than the clusterfuck, so I think we're good. Um, what we're going to do tonight is we are going to uh, show some reverence, some appreciation, and some gratitude for the corporeal deity that currently embodies the vessel of the actor known as Nicolas Cage. This is full title. And then we are going to watch his life's work, his most recent message to us that really appears to be the culmination of all of this. Because if this movie doesn't come out, what's it all for? what what was what was what was conair for what was face-off for Face what was for. what was matchstick men for what was national treasure for if we don't get what was the here? family
1: man for
0: I still don't know I what the still family don't know <laughs> was. who who was the family man for what was the intended audience there? families um, I was gonna say for those of you who don't know but literally everyone does I'm Denny, this is Greg, hey. we're Movies for Win, and we are gonna bring up some very special guests tonight.
1: Um, but first, oh shit. Yeah, I wanted to say, like, huge thanks to Alamo Drafthouse, especially our bartender over there Woo! who's been pouring the drinks. That's going to be the main theme of our show tonight, is to uh, tip your server's pants off. Just blow their minds with generosity. And
0: then tip Please. them back on. And
1: then tip them back tip on. Tip him <laughs>
0: so much, his pants come off and then return to his waist. It's like a that's, spring action. That's yeah. how you show someone you appreciate them.
1: Yeah, Al- <laughs> Alamo Draft House is special to us. Uh, my wife and I, who should be here in maybe like an hour, uh, we just totally was She's like, totally real. She's not made up. She's definitely real. She totally goes to another school, though. But... <laughs> she's i was gonna say she's from canada but she is from puerto rico but <laughs> which sounds like even more of a lie like <laughs> this was one of our first date spots we actually got engaged like right outside that door over there after seeing a nicholas cage after, after movie. seeing a nicholas cage movie so this is like a whole lot of uh it's poetry it rhymes yeah. like it all feels so good man
0: in a time in my life when I was very unwell, being at the Alamo Draft House was one of the only times I felt okay. So I came here a lot, and then uh, COVID happened, and I didn't come here so much. John Wasson, you sexy biatch. Oh, applause man. for John applause Wasson. John Wasson. Hey! Of the show. Oh my god! wow. <laughs> We're are. watching is here. Um, So yeah, tip everyone, buy a bunch of food, buy a bunch of beer, show them that uh, Movies for Win attracts a wealthy crowd with a lot of money to spend, so they'll want to have us back, okay? That's Uh, right. A very high-end entertainment audience here tonight.
1: Um, You guys are so smart and cool.
0: Yeah, but y'all hear us uh, (laughs) uh, just chat our little asses off every week. So tonight, we are going to bring up some very special guests to liven it up as a special treat for the live show, Um, and we are going to... To start out with friend of the show and clusterfuck participant Don Denham.
1: Please clap. Bring him up. Bring him up. Hi, Bruce. Please clap. Please clap. Here, I'll, that's oh. what this sign should have said. Please clap. Please I'll move. Applause isn't two words. Please clap is two words. Apple applause, everybody. Blown opportunity.
0: Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. So, hi, everybody.
2: Don, what's, what podcast do you host? I host the uh, Hoops and Heppavizens podcast. It is a Dallas Mavericks podcast that goes off the rails immediately. Hey, I'm talking to the mic.
1: Yeah,
0: this the is the Hoops your and Heppavizens
2: podcast. It's a Dallas Mavericks podcast, and uh, please listen.
0: So, what we're up here for is a round table with our dear friend of the show and clusterfuck participant, Don Denham.
1: This is clearly rectangular.
0: Son of a bitch. You're cute. We specifically requested a round table from Alamo Drafthouse's <laughs> entertainment team. <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't we're have We're going to each rank our top five nicholas cage movies um if you agree make noise if you don't agree make even more noise um <laughs> i figured we could all just go start with five one two three start with four one two three so don oh cool why don't you lead us in with your number five and why you would rank it at
2: that my number five is the wicker man because i think it's the most uh nicholas cage experience without it being a good movie but it's the most it's probably the most request or like of all the friends I've told to watch a Nicolas Cage movie, like Wicker Man, is right up top of there. So, all that right, my- yeah. all right, we love the Wicker yeah. Man.
1: thank you. Was that a shark? <laughs> um, my num- my number
2: five, is one of the eight
1: Nicolas Cage movies we've actually covered on the show so far. Tonight's number nine. Uh, number five for me is The Trust.
0: Ooh, I thought about
1: The Trust. Yeah, my criteria was kind of like ranking the movie and the cage performance kind of equally, so I've got good movies with good cage performances, and that feels like a healthy mix of the two. Yeah, absolutely. The
0: Trust made my top ten when I was thinking about it, but... uh, I had to edge it out of the top five for Vampire's Kiss. Um, oh, yeah. For, for the exact same reasons Don chose The Wicker Man. The <laughs> uh, same justification, just a different movie. Um, yeah, Don, solid.
2: what's your number four, my friend? It's it's two because I have a hard time calling them Nicolas Cage movies. They're just very good movies that Nicolas Cage just happens to be in. Okay. And I would say Choose that's it. why I have two sharing it, that spot. Uh, I would say Kick Ass and uh, Enter the Spider Verse. Two, nice. ver- like he's just batting a thousand and very. Very limited time. He's like the sixth man off the bench. Yes, I'm going to throw in a bunch of basketball puns in here. I got um, that one. And uh, sure enough, uh, he hits nothing but net. Uh, and he's, uh, he's yeah. That's another one. It's an all. Ah! that damn, he's good. Ba- yeah, sports uh, wrong. Some baseline is the guy performances. In the Mavs clapping? <laughs> Absolutely, he's a real maverick, and uh, in those roles. He wasn't in that movie. He wasn't in that movie either. Uh, what's your number four? My number four <laughs> is,
1: raising Arizona. I'm, good he needs good to be in more Coen Brothers films, but damn, the one time we got him, he oh, a solid Nick Cage performance and a solid John Goodman performance as well. Mm-hmm. Love it. God, he's in that movie. Need some more of it. Yeah, he is. He's on a bike. Greg's for still, the first taking kids it's awesome. for the first time alive. We picked the
0: same one. Yay! My number four is also raising Arizona, um, because oh! it is a, a pl- <laughs> apple apple <There> <laughs> Um, because it is, a uh, it is a movie so good and a performance so organic, um, that it is probably the only Nicolas Cage movie I have ever watched where I was not constantly distracted by the fact that he's Nicolas Cage. Um, Solid. I was actually yeah. able to immerse myself in the movie during Raising Arizona. Don, right.
2: what you got for three? Uh, number three is an actual good movie. Um, and it's, an adaptation, uh, it's a Spike Jones. uh, Meta commentary on screenplay and just like the creative process uh, It's what's amazing about it is that that is an adaptation of a book and it doesn't it doesn't follow it either It's really remarkable and he's also playing a twin brother of himself It really shows a lot double of range even though yeah, it's double the cage yeah. for one movie. It's a BOGO cage uh, and uh, it's—I I think it's really the best bang for your buck for uh, for cage movies. Bogo cage is perfect. We but, did. We did. They have
0: that section at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> the two and one. That's pack. where next is. Yeah. <laughs> right,
1: right where it belongs. Bottom of the DVD. that 's buy tub. one and get paid
0: to get the other. I don't Absolutely. know what the acronym is for that. We covered
1: this movie in episode three of our podcast, and we actually had the same number three. I also went with adaptation, all the same reasons. Movie that just gets better the more you watch it, and yeah, Bogo Cage, that's that's all there needs to be said. Honestly, mean,
2: it's fitting that you like adaptation because you know it is Oscar bait for what it is, and did a, a great job at that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's. I mean, it's it's very. <laughs> yeah. But for an Oscar baity movie, it's it It's got Meryl Streep in it, so it's like already a layup. Shit. There's, there's another <laughs> damn it, one. Damn it. These are unintentional. Do you know now. other sports?
1: <laughs> no, like, this is who I am. Call it a home run. Just call one thing a home run. Denny, what's your number three?
0: Um, my number so three cool. uh, is, uh, I don't feel the need to explain it or justify it all. I hold this to be self-evident. My number three is Con Air, the third best Nicolas Cage movie ever made. Thank you. Applesauce. Applesauce. <laughs> Applesauce. We do love um, Con Air. Con Air Jordan. Am I doing, doing <laughs> that. That's is per- that a basketball pun? That's, absolutely. Thumbs up if that, that's a basketball pun. That was a basketball All right. Pun. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Them Good. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids.
2: Well, remember, branding is everything, even if you have to sell your soul for it. Uh, thanks, Michael. Um, so, uh, I'm going to go with my number two. My number two is Mandy. Uh, I think it's the best. Woo-hoo! I mean, it's a man. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, it's Nicolas Cage proving that he can be in a serious, engaging, funny, Just, uh, I think it's really his apex role, because everyone thought he was done. This is after all the Percy Jackson, all the... I am clearly in debt from buying a bunch of weird stuff uh, phase of Nicolas Cage. I need uh, those bones. I, ne- <laughs> <laughs> I need a Hulk figurine. Um, and like all this stuff, all this comic book. I need book more mark. NFTs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, and also it's just, it's. I think uh, just aesthetically, Mandy is probably the best movie he's been in. Uh, you can watch that movie without sound and still have a great experience. So. But
1: I don't recommend doing that. My... <laughs> My number two is the shit. It's uh, one that we did a solo episode on. It was Pig for my number two. One of his favorite performances. My God. Pig Pig Rules. He the fact that he loves it makes me love it more. Like it's he should be proud of what he did there. Oscar Snub of his career looks probably the biggest. Ugh.
2: Wasn't he even nominated? No, no, that's that's
1: it's okay. The guy that slapped Mr. Rock won, so... Didn't really- <laughs> um, I, I do have to
0: give an honorable mention to Pig. Um, for whatever reason... Honorable when was- mention? When I was ranking... He's been me- snubbed! Again. I couldn't not say Vampire's Kiss! Um, my number two... Sure, you could've. No. you number two. What's your number no, two? No, I really couldn't have Your
1: list is number two. Go ahead. <laughs> Your mom's number two. No, she's great. Mom. No, I she's great. Don't that. you dare! I shouldn't have said that. Um,
0: <laughs> my number two is adaptation. Um, I ranked it a little higher no. than these boys. Um, I have a I have a special appreciation for screenwriting, and I think from a, from a writing perspective, adaptation is just like a mind fuck. Like just like I don't know how they made it so
1: a child right there so
0: complex thing. and convoluted and airtight and let the children listen. Let <laughs> they they the need children, to know about adaptation. To the cage All right uh, Don what's your number one <laughs> They need to find
1: out
2: their Number one
0: Nicolas Cage Movie of all
2: time My number one Is Con Air It's the one I find I think it's the best Movie going experience That I When I think of Nicolas Cage I think of Con Air It's not just the Meme worthy scenes It's the fact that It's also um, bad. It is I don't know I think there's things With like It may be the best supporting cast aside from armageddon maybe i mean it's got just as many heavy hitters in it um and it's also just What about the rock the rock okay uh the rock is like con air too um so like uh yeah like the sequel uh it's less consequential i don't know there's something about uh that movie has just always been my favorite nicholas cage movie and to me the thing that i love so much about nicholas cage is whatever the movie is he is so that movie so if it is a Uh, heartless like teen novel cash grab he's going to be a heartless teen novel cash grab in that movie if he's going to be in a art house uh, amazing meta commentary on screenplay he's going to be the perfect person for that role if he's going to be in a hyper artistic amazing horror comedy art house flick he's going to be the perfect one for that and if he's going to be in a schlocky uh bruckheimer apex 90s movie it's He's exactly what that movie needs. I don't. I can't imagine anybody else being in Con Air aside from Nicholas Cage. He's right. gonna steal the Declaration. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, number one, you already discussed it plenty, and we have like, we did an episode with two other movies, but we still talked about Mandy for an hour. But that's my number one is Mandy yeah. because I I weighed like quality of movie and quality performance kind of equally, and just the quality of movie is just. Oh my god, you need to like watch it six more times, and you're gonna find new, new reasons to love it. Just an audio visual masterpiece. Absolutely.
2: That's what the shirt's
0: from. Yeah!
2: I'm yeah. giving up for a shirt for an audio medium. Yeah. yeah!
1: For those of you listening at home, no, I won't post pictures.
0: <laughs> um, I did want to qualify my pig take. Um, it's such an amazing Don't movie. Take this pig that it's not what? Don't take his pig. I won't uh, I I learned my lesson. We learned okay. not to do that. He wants his pig back. Um it's simply it's such a powerful movie that I literally think about on a daily basis cuz I learned things from it about life. But Nicolas Cage's performance versus something like Vampire's Kiss or Con Air, it wasn't as cagey. And so if we're ranking not his best movies ever made, but the top five Nicolas Cage movies. Mm-hmm. And which leads me to my number one. Also, Mandy. Woo-hoo. Duh! Yeah. Um, what can I say about Mandy that already hasn't been said about ice cream, alcohol, and the legalization of marijuana? Um, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I think about Mandy. All right, yeah. Um, so that's our top five, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, big thank you to Don Denham. Thank you. From Hoops and Half of Eisen's podcast, and today we say goodbye to Don. But when God closes a Don, He opens a John. So, <laughs> as we open the John, please welcome John Owen Wasson.
1: I don't know john wasson is the creator of our intro song and also the song that i was just playing for his walk-up music uh what's my cage again is the name of that track <laughs> thank, you. thank you this guy is just an absolute mastermind that i can't praise highly enough like we we oh man like we needed intro music for the podcast and i was like i'm gonna send him two or three podcasts of kind of the vibe i'm going for and kind of what i'm looking for and then all he heard was we need intro music and he came up with exactly what i wanted and better than my expectations musical genius john wasson welcome to the show glad to be here yeah thank
3: you so warmly welcomed on my way in yeah
0: Yeah. and and so for context here um i actually reached out to don and john uh wait i pointed to the wrong people um (laughs) i was like hey i was trying to think of cool things we could do for the live show Um, and, uh, I was like, hey, would y'all be willing to, like, write some Nicolas Cage songs and maybe perform them? Um, and then, like, logistically, when it got down to it, both were like, hey, I don't think it's gonna work. But then, like, in, like, a couple of days, I'm thinking I'm asking them to, like, show up with an acoustic guitar and sing a dumb little, like, high school talent show silly song. John Wasson just <laughs> sends me this like <laughs> masterpiece of a fully recorded studio track about Nicolas Cage and is like,
1: With original well, I don't know lyrics. that I can perform
0: it because it has yeah. so many parts, but here's a whole like legitimately produced musical <laughs> recording. So, um, John, we wanted to invite you up to talk about your process in writing What's My Cage Again?
3: Yeah, what informed I- the powerful lyrics, the music? What was your process, sir? This, this could go on forever. So we're going to take, I'll take you through the journey. So Denny asked me, he shared the whole background and said, uh, you know, you could get up there and write a song or, or what have you. I said, I'm going to knock this guy's socks off. I'm going to find a way. Boy, did he. I did. Um, so I write a lot of music. So I already had all this stuff set up basically to, to plug and play. And I looked up uh, just as many quotes as I could find, as many gimmicky things as I could to work into it. I took so the uh, chord progression of "Sugar, We're Going Down," <laughs> so the intro is a 1-4-6-4 four, four progression for all my music buddies to half-step down.
0: That's uh, just Don. That's just all right, Don. so Don, <laughs> we'll talk afterwards.
3: Good. This yeah. is uh, yeah, this is for Don here. He's so a game Don, um, what doesn't he right? Um, and then I just plugged in as many quotes and and things as I could, and it just became a. a a, a perfect little thing. An was, overnight sensation. Myself. Yeah, yes. it was yeah. great. Had a you, great time.
0: Did you? Would you say that you felt the spirit of Nicolas Cage just having his hand on your shoulder and whispering the alphabet to you? What was that I, experience? I did. Like when you were for writing you? the
1: song, you, did you feel like there was only one set of footprints in the sand because <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas <Yes>. Cage was <laughs> running through? Absolutely. The airstrip and Kanye.
3: <laughs> w- yes. This is getting wild. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was one with the cage for the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 he, he spoke to me. I became a vessel, and it just it came out. It was great. It really Absolutely. worked out well. I was between a few things. I thought of some lyrics. I thought of uh, the original <coughs> thought, I've been coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine. And it just didn't, <laughs> something felt Plagiaristic, so I, I changed the lyrics a little bit. So, <laughs> so far, zero bad ideas. That's right, right, yeah. right.
1: Man, did you? So you, did you actually perform all the instruments on the recording yourself? I, I, I thought did. it would have been like some garage GarageBand plugins, but you actually like recorded all the drums, tracked all the like, did the guitar playing and everything. I did. Harmonized yes. with yourself. That's got to be. nice. I did. Don't yeah. I sound
3: great together? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, I've your got dashboard I've, confessional. Right. That's ah, you. You that's dashboard pain.
0: confessionaled this. I did.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Please go, I cut I, you I off. I can't reference anything. I it's all everything. good.
3: So I've, I have, um, I spend more money than I should on my hobbies, and I, don't, I didn't have much to show for it until this song debuted. And we don't get paid for right, So do I. Right. I'll buy you both a beer after the show. So, that's a guarantee. Um, yeah i just i had a lot of fun doing it i i wanted to it's my creative outlet and anything i can do to step away from the busyness of work what what a better way to do it than than this so i i have the equipment at my house and made it made it happen and i spent usually each day from seven to eight so which is after my wife and son leave for school and work and before work starts that was recording time except for the drums i had to do later so i just squeezed it in that's awesome You're, you're,
0: you're this man is like father of the year and 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 the turnaround time on something that was just so impressive and not urgent—I was just amazed. <laughs> <laughs> or important it was to me. It was to me. Gosh, it just—it blew
1: our mind, man. Like,
0: yeah. good. we
1: got to we got to get obsessed with another actor like real quick so he can he can do another one for us. I can do it. it yeah, we I we joked that. on the podcast at one point that we just need to like not talk and just have our podcast just be an album of songs by you. <laughs> yeah just in different orders each week yep million, that's what it'll turn into we can do that we can uh, do that
3: looking forward to it
0: do, do you have any thoughts on nicholas cage and the unbearable weight of massive talent you would like to share with the world
3: i am i'm very excited for this had this event not happened my wife and i would have probably been here anyways to see the movie alicia everybody by the hi alicia so we love alicia round of applause don't we so we mother of the we universe. both were gonna right yeah. we both were gonna see this movie anyways so there's some excitement Candidly, we don't know a ton about it. We've seen a couple trailers, and I, I actually kind of like that because I normally go in over-prepared for movies, mm. and I know what's coming. So I'm actually enjoying just kind of being here for the ride and, cool. and feeling, feeling good about it. So I'm yeah, looking to the forward app. to it.
0: Um, do you have anything to plug? Anything you would like to put over?
3: Uh, check out my song, What's My Cage Again. It's a great song. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will plug... Actually, for you two, I have a gift that I left at home. Cause it took me three hours to, oh, to basically have. get here, so I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. So we've you've talked about my dad on the show before. He yes. just... Came out with an album called Chronicles, and you have copies coming your way. No so, way! We the love original those John Watson. Wow. So, wow! There you go. <laughs> so, not not senior we'll his original. original. And yeah. so, right. did, did
0: right. he? Did he yeah. also collaborate on Doctor Dre's The Chronic? Is Chronicles a okay. sequel?
3: This is a sequel. Okay. It's very different, though. Okay. So, he well, it don't it rest it. on your laurels. Right. right, right, right. Doctor J. Challenge yeah. yourself. Absolutely. Right, For John. Wonderful. Yeah. So uh, Those are, nice. coming. Those are and, coming. And
0: for those interested, um, the only place you can hear "What's My Cage Again" by John Owen Watson is by waiting to the end of an episode of our podcast or fast forwarding. <laughs> so that's 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 your incentive to listen to our long ass show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's worth the wait. This this yeah. will be our shortest episode. Yes. Yep. John, John <laughs> thank you. Thank you, man. You A bet. thousand times this for so great. many things, but yeah. also for coming and talk to talk. Glad to be here.
4: Congratulations on your live show. It's awesome.
0: Now, as many of you know, when God closes a John, he opens a Landon. Ladies and gentlemen from Ranch Hands Rescue, Landon Dickinson! That's
1: all right. I always got to check that that's forwards. Now, uh,
0: hey, hi, Landon. What's up, bud? Thanks for having me. That's yeah. A yeah. Cute dog. So, uh, that's Landon, party. Greg, oh. myself, Morgan and Davis, uh, and Vanessa. We're all part of the the team that won Nicholas Cage movie trivia. One
1: uh, one is putting it lightly. We demolished, destroyed. everybody.
0: destroyed at uh Denton County Brewing Co. Uh, I'm still so proud of our team name, uh, Team Drink Your Face Off. I, I thought it was very impressive. Um, Landon, welcome to the show. Well, Denny. thank you.
1: Thanks, that was all. a fun night, all. man. I yelled at a stranger. It was great. That's always a good <laughs> night. <laughs>
0: Landon, Cage please. at a stranger. Please tell the people a little, little bit about you and what you do as a profession. Sure, absolutely. So I'm the executive director for Ranch Hands Rescue in Bob's House of Hope. Our whole focus is rescuing special needs farm animals and pairing them in counseling with trauma survivors, kids, adolescents, adults who've been through trauma. So that's what we do. How cool is that? That's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So naturally, what we decided my part of this would be is to uh, create a treatment plan for a Nicolas Cage character. Yeah. And uh, in the spirit of y'all's favorite, oh? Red Miller. Yes! We from, uh, from Mandy, for those uninformed, no, yes, the main yes, character yes. of
1: Mandy. He wears this shirt in the movie. <laughs> he does. I'll mention it three more times. I there don't care. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so walk us through the, the treatment plan for Red. Absolutely. So for those of you who've seen Mandy, he's clearly traumatized. <laughs> he's been through a lot of trauma
0: just in the short time of that movie. Um, but he's also inhumanly strong and resilient, so creating a treatment plan for somebody like that is next to impossible, because how, why would he come to counseling? <laughs> he would just murder
1: his way to, to the solution, whatever it was, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would He wouldn't so, bother. So the solution is not to give him a CGI tiger like you might normally do in your right. profession. <laughs> right, correct, it's, <laughs> correct. It's another It's another method, okay. Correct,
3: absolutely. Okay. So
1: what I thought would work really well for him is, Psychodrama. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. What, yeah. what is that's, psychodrama that's, for, the, for, the, for the layman in the audience? That's how I would describe Mandy, but go ahead. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: It totally fits. Uh, sy- psychodrama is, is almost exactly what it sounds like. It's basically a counseling method that involves uh, acting your way through a scenario, and you do it with other people, and you actually you know, process through some sort of tra- tragic or tra- traumatic incident, but in the confines of some sort of scripted outlet. Yeah. Beautiful. Maybe Beautiful. Perhaps a bathroom <laughs> with some vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, top you know, of my head. <laughs> psychedelics that were manufactured by. Uh, what was slip, he? Slipknot exactly? slip bikers. Yeah, okay. okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. what? No, he didn't, a cage they just took Tiger. Yeah. 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 Right? What, what's a psychodrama prompt that you would give Red Miller? Oh, my God. For a sesh, putting you on the spot. Right? Um.
1: Well, think about that. Think if someone took your pig. <laughs> it's perfect. How would you handle a masked
0: man with a bladed I, dildo? I think I'd go hog wild. <laughs> I'd murder him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably kill
0: him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably kill him. I mean, what else would you do, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, he's clearly grieving, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah. He's clearly grieving. So he needs a space to process the grief. Because at the end of the day, like, he went through some horrific stuff in that movie. Absolutely. It's dark as hell. Absolutely. What, what level of care would you recommend for him? And do you think oh, you could detain him in it? What's the, no. what's the most? Inpatient of okay. the most. And, uh, yeah, no, you absolutely could not contain him. He can crush a man's skull with his cage. bare hands. You can't cage a cage. You You can't can't cage cage. cage the cage. You can't. Um, It's not doable. Do do you have a a diagnosis for him? PTSD. Obvious. Yeah, yeah, PTSD. That's it, just straight? Just straight PTSD. (laughs) Uh, Because everything, as weird as this is going to sound, everything else about him is very normal. Yeah? Like, if you look at him pre the trauma, it's actually very normal. He's clearly in, um, uh, what do you call it, recovery, Mm because he refuses a beer, you know? Mm -hmm. He's clearly in recovery. He's, got, he's doing well with his wife. He's got a job. Like he's, he's healthy. Yeah. And then horrific things happen
1: that were outside of his control. Yeah. That's trauma.
0: Fair enough. In Fair a enough. nutshell.
1: And the rest, yeah, you just need to watch the movie. Right. The mental they health. Didn't follow, he didn't follow his advice, unfortunately. Right, right. But. The, the
0: mental health picture of, <laughs> of be a beautiful. movie like that is very depressing. I'm trying mm. to make it funny, but it's really hard <laughs> with a movie like that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say uh let's say nicholas cage from mandy walks into ranch hands rescue just rolls into the shop um what's what's what animal assisted intervention do you think would be effective for him what would you guide him to without a doubt our potbelly pig sonny <laughs> without a Aww. doubt without a doubt because then you know he could, he could tap in like you you know that the cage the cage transcends all of his characters Mm -hmm. right So, so without a doubt his character from pig is going to help influence his healing as red sure how could it not sure because it's cage he's a transcendent being now we're going into Beautiful. the Cage-verse, but I like it. Right. Ah. We need a Cage-verse. That's, I'm hoping that's what this movie is. I'm working to tie all of the Nick Cage movies set in Las Vegas every, into one coherent universe. Yeah. Um, there's more than you'd think. Every time I think <laughs> I've got it down, I watch a Nick Cage movie, and they just, like, for a random scene, arrive at Las Vegas. And I'm like, my theories! They're gone! <laughs> I have to rewrite everything! You've got to tear down the corkboard, yeah. <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll call it Every Cage... Any yeah. ca- every cage, every cage, all that cage, all in a cage, all in a cage. Yeah, yeah. every wow.
0: cage, cage rewear, in the same cage. <laughs> That's not slippery Ariel's at Ariel's lost. No. <laughs> yeah, I am too. If I'm honest, right. uh, I I did think about Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Ooh. Ooh. Do, you, do you want to give us a little right. bonus treatment horrible. plan? Right, right. A bonus case conceptualization.
1: I, I tried. I
0: couldn't figure it out. <laughs> It's beyond me. anything about that movie. I, I cannot figure him out.
1: How I, do you treat a man with two accents? <laughs> over the
0: course of 90 minutes. I actually think you'll be happy to know from an interview. I saw with Nick Cage He couldn't figure out the character either And so he I went to so much he went to Vorner Herzog <laughs> and said th- this is his like almost exact words yeah. uh, he was like I went to Varner and was like why is the bad lieutenant so bad which is just a great question to start off with he was like Uh, is it the drugs is it his chronic back pain is it his family life what 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 motivates him what 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 motivates the behavior and he said to me nicholas nicholas embrace the bliss of evil (laughs) and that's like that was the full explanation for his character's motivation in that movie so and you gotta say he, he did. did. He <laughs> yeah. embraced the bliss of chaotic evil in that evil. movie. He's definitely gave, chaotic evil. Yeah, big old hug, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so maybe antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. Right. Oh. It oh. You, he's as a, a, a Aspie. Yeah. Yeah. Aspd. Yeah. yeah. A-S-S-P-D. A-S-S-P-D. There's not a treatment for that. So. Well. <laughs> so yeah. Tell that yeah. to Ted Bundy. Am I right? <laughs> Nothing. I, no. uh, sh- All <laughs> right. That was actually what I named my bunny. I know. I remember Ted Bundy. May he rest my power.
1: Ted Bundy. No, Ted Bundy, right? Bundy. The full thing. Two ends. His last name has two ends. Two ends. Oh, 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 okay. Perfect. There we go. Uh Mm -hmm. I was about to dock you some points.
0: All right. uh, Landon, any closing thoughts on uh, diagnosing uh, Nicolas Cage characters? (laughs) Uh, Don't try to do it. It'll drive you mad. Okay. Wonderful. It'll make uh, you undiagnosable. Exactly. (laughs) It'll make you come to me for therapy. (laughs) What, What do we need to know about Ranch Hands Rescue? Um, we are a nonprofit, so uh, we're always looking for people to hum- come help out, right? Uh, make donations or volunteer, uh, join a-, a program or a group that we're doing. We did open Bob's House of Hope, which is the first safe house in the country for young men who've been sex trafficked, and we're always looking for volunteers and people to help out with that program. So if y'all are interested, go to our website and help out. It's What's cool as hell. Like? RanchhandsRescue.org. RanchhandsRescue.
5: Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Andy! <laughs>
1: Right. we got about fifteen minutes left here. I actually
0: can't believe we're under time. This is a history-making moment in movies for when we went faster than expected, and uh, I don't really know what to do. Do you have any ideas? Van-
1: Vanessa didn't even have to police us. This is incredible. Yeah, that's... Yeah.
0: A- I was watching. She was. She <laughs> I'm still well. a cop.
1: Oh, that's good. Um, for uh, so, yeah,
0: for I- the entertainment of the audience, I'd like to do a character I've been working on since there's time. Um,
1: you don't need to. You probably don't need to lean into the mic. But.
0: This this character is called uh, uh, Nicholas Cage's Jack Sparrow. Um, let me let me get into character really quick. Um,
1: <clears throat> space.
0: Well, from my perspective, there's only two things that really matter: there's what a man can do and what he can't. So you can either accept that your father was a pirate and a good man, or he can't. What's it going to be, Will Turner? Nicholas Cage is Jack Sparrow. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I have no such characters prepared. Tragically, um, <laughs> alas, I should, alas, I should have come prepared. Man, so I guess the only thing I really had left is what are you expecting from? We we haven't really touched on the movie that we're going to watch. Oh, the yeah, unbearable that thing. weight of massive talent, which feels like it's a movie made for us. Yes. So, like, what are you? What are you looking? For this movie to show you. Like, what are you hoping to get out of it? Are you thinking like it's gonna be great? Are you thinking it's gonna be (laughs) like exactly what I said, fodder for us and just pandering to our bullshit? Or like what do you think?
0: Um uh some call it fan service, I call it uh like you pandering to our bullshit. Um I'm expecting a lot of that. I'm expecting a lot of deep cuts, a lot of holy shit, I can't believe they actually did that thing that that gets memed a lot. Mm -hmm. Um I'm I'm expecting uh, This is what I this is what I think and I've only watched one trailer because I I saw one trailer and I was like I just keep it pristine. I want to I want to I want to just be surprised by the rest of it. I'm already sold Um, I think that they will get our guard down with a lot of meta silly bullshit um, And then I think they're gonna make us feel something to send us home. That's 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 my prediction Um, And uh, I don't know, do we know if there's a stinger? Do we know if there's a post-creds? I feel like we should discuss that before. Anyone? No?
1: I thought the bartender might know. No, I don't don't think that's part of his job description. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: you say your expectations, and I'll look it up.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, you know, I did the same as you. I watched the trailer once, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go in as blind as possible. Just, like, I've seen art, and, like, I know art when I see it, and this is going to meet all of my expectations. I think... I'm setting my expectations for this movie to be like maybe a 7 out of a 10 movie, but like delivering stuff that I will just absolutely love. Like you were saying just fan service, but something that like I fan service that I don't mind at all. I'm not going to hold it against the movie. It's from a director that's only done like a rom-com like 8 years ago. And then what? he What? And then he like Are you serious? Yeah, dude. It had like Michael B Jordan in it. <laughs> And um, Miles Teller. What the Teller. fuck? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I'm finding I... that out
0: live. No, I just can't believe it. Did you think that... it was
1: David Fincher? Like what? <laughs>
0: I don't know who I thought it was. I thought it was someone that made more than one movie a decade. Is well, what I assumed. Yeah. <laughs> he
1: he co-wrote it with a guy that's only done like some TV work. Like he did. He wrote for some episodes of Workaholics and like a couple other comedy show episodes like that. But, like, the reviews have all been, like, overwhelmingly positive. So maybe they just found the right couple of guys, and Cage will just carry this thing through. We're a couple of guys. We're a couple of guys. We could have made this movie. We could have made—we're the right couple of guys. Give me the camera, you know? I already know the—you know, that's how you direct. Don't worry. I know
0: know some pretty good cinematographers hanging out over here near the bar. No, they don't want to make a Nick Cage movie? And you can operate a boom mic. I can operate a boom mic. In fact, some would say, I'm not a great boomer. But I'm an okay boomer. <laughs> Boo!
1: No
2: applause.
1: No applause. This guy sucks. Working heel tonight. <laughs> well, I did want to read a quote that was. Uh, it was posted on Reddit uh, like a few days ago. It was from an article. This is Nicolas Cage's description of his feelings about his performance in this movie. That I think really just. This is just going to set our expectations to what they should be. I'm not going to do it in his voice though. Please, please. Do <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Come on. Let me drink more. There's a lime in there. All right. This was the most uh, terrifying thing I've ever done in my entire body of work. I think I've done some of my best work in the last 10 years, my entire life, and I put massive talent in that period, which has been, in some ways, marginalized by certain folks in the media. But I think I'll put Pig and Massive Talent and Mandy and Color Out of Space and Bad Lieutenant and Joe and The Trust and The Runner up against anything I did in the first 30 years. But in all that time, in the 43 years I've been doing it, I got I two got country if you really <laughs> yeah. do but know, <laughs> all that all time on air. in the 43 years I've been doing of <laughs> Talent is hands down the scariest thing I've ever done <laughs> shit scariest <laughs> scariest, scariest. Scariest
0: thing he's ever done, and he says that while he's actively shooting his role as Count Dracula. Yeah. That's how scary oh, this
1: is, dude. Vampires are so scary. This I know. This must be terrifying. I
0: know. You didn't say this is a scary movie. I can't control what Nicolas Cage does.
1: Nobody can. I don't so. know that he can. It seems like he's guided by some higher presence. It's almost as if he is the higher presence. Oh. Um, ah, but yeah, oh. I'm 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 looking forward to it like he's been doing this for so long to play yourself it's it's got to be so tough to be like so open and vulnerable as yourself like how much do you let others into who you truly are in your performance of yourself like how much do you want to expose to your audience well i'll just spit all over you how much do you Could want to like me gross though <laughs> oops like how how much do you want to like expose yourself and how vulnerable do you want to make yourself in your own performance of yourself like that's got to be scary in its own right and then for someone that's you know as <laughs> feels as strongly as he does this has got to be just a one-of-a-kind thing that we're looking for
0: yeah no yeah. and it, it, it's something we discussed on our cage match episode last week um nick cage like When you look at it on the surface level, you think he's just like a wacko crazy person who can't act, but like when you get really familiar with his work, when you get familiar with his perspective, um, he takes everything he does very seriously. He works very hard at what he does. Um, he just gives a very different kind of performance that you're not used to seeing in the movie theaters. Nick, stop laughing. I'm being fucking serious. <laughs> Piece of shit. I thought he was here. <laughs> I, I thought Nick Cage was here. He's like, he's oh, not. God. He's... Sorry, that's not. <laughs> Let him do what he wants. Stop. <laughs> that's that's Nick Slage. Um, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> he, he pretty much sounds like Con Air Nick Cage, though, so if we need an impression. All right, Yeah. <laughs> i love to hear um we we do have something very special Uh, as, as many of you are aware uh we're coming right back here to the vetted well bar after the movie for a post show um we want to involve all of you in it um so this week we will be requesting audience participation for the gimmick of the week um, Greg, what is our gimmick of the week this week?
1: I was gonna throw it to you, man. Oh, um, well, throw it. La, la, last week, the gimmick of the week was our favorite moment of unbearable weight for our cage match episode for mm-hmm. the three movies we did. This week, our gimmick of the week is our favorite moment of massive talent. So define Ope, that Open for interpretation. Yeah. Yes. Whatever so, you think the biggest moment of massive talent that Nick exudes yes write it down on your order card and bring it back here <laughs>
0: yes there you go yeah uh we'll, well you'll know you'll know when you see it um and we would love to invite you to share it into the microphone with all the people listening at home i actually think this will be our least listened to episode ever uh because i think everyone who listens to the show is already here <laughs> so-
1: <laughs> i want to hear myself yell out my answer. <laughs>
0: It'll be a rerun for y'all this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hell yeah, dude. So we, we have a really exciting outro uh, that we're going to do. Uh, it's going to feed into an intro. Um, I, I would like
1: for... Are you ready for it? Am I, oh, am I, yeah. am I stepping you're on your toes? Supposed, you're not supposed to tee me up for it. Like, oh, oh,
0: I was I was going to ask them It's always supposed to be organic. I was going to ask them to say it with us. I'm sorry.
1: I thought it would be cool. It's my thing. Okay, yeah, it's go, your go, thing. Well. It's your thing. It's your thing. Greg... Do your thing. All right. We're about ready to go into the movie, so we gotta hit pause on this, so that's going to be a-, a seamless edit. And we're back! Not that we went anywhere! Applesauce!
0: Applesauce!
1: Applesauce! Ah, we're back. Welcome back. We've watched a movie since we last saw everybody.
0: Yes, we have. We have. Um, how did y'all like the movie? Thumbs up? Thumbs down?
1: Woo! Thumbs up? Oh. Yeah? It's like Gladiator, like, where where do you sit, man? Um, Can we get the the volume off on
0: Con Air? That's something I never thought I'd hear myself say. (laughs) Turn down Con Air! Nobody's ever said that. I feel very uncomfortable asking for the volume down on Con Air, but uh, uh, we all test ourselves in different ways.
1: I'm a bit of a Thank you. Everyone tip him 30% for that. (laughs) Um, I know technology
0: for for many of you that was a movie for me it was church I have left today's spiritual experience truly changed I will always remember my life in two distinct periods and that is before and after the unbearable weight of massive talent Oh. Um, Greg, yeah. knee Greg knee, knee-jerk
1: reactions I mean It's exactly what I predicted it was going to be, honestly, man. Like, 7 out of 10 vehicle for 10 out of 10 Greg and Denny pandering of just raw entertainment, showcase of talent, artistry. Fuck, that was fun, man. Like, it was so good.
0: I legitimately feel like they had a bot use an algorithm to, like, listen to our podcast and write a
1: movie based on it. That's how. That's how. Like specifically tailored to the yeah. weird shit we like. It was. If there was like a me undies ad in the middle of that shit, like maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would. I would trust the algorithm a little bit better, but. Man. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. There I, were a lot of seamless edits in that movie. I got to give them that. Oh boy, were there. There were a lot of gimmicks. Um, it was a gimmick-heavy movie. We're a gimmick-heavy podcast.
1: We're proud of that. I see. I see. You've made some notes. Um, I didn't write down a score, but yeah, I took notes on the order card because. You're not supposed to use phones in the Alamo during the movie. Which is good. Which is good. Good job, all of you, not using your phones.
0: I got up to pee for a second time in the movie. And he did it three and times. Spilt and spilt water all over my notes. Actively.
1: <laughs> <laughs> water bended the fuck out of his own seat. So. For the record,
0: I was not drunk at all. I'm just extremely clumsy, which I think is worse.
1: Um, but here <laughs> I, we go. I'm surprised you keep going to Alamo because, like... It's such a small table and space to operate in and then you put your body in the middle of that. Like With drinks and food, it's like a recipe for disaster and it always happens. That's my
0: secret, Cap. I'm always way too big for the space I'm in and causing disaster.
1: (laughs) I'm just the right size. Must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) What? No explanation. Fucking what, people? Are you going to body shame Denny? All right. Um, let's go through some of your notes here, man. We all just watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yes. Um, honestly,
0: I just wrote, like, a few moments of Massive Talent and some of my favorite lines. Um, knee-jerk reactions and just thoughts on the movie. Um, I appreciated that they basically did a more accessible adaptation. Like, that's, yeah. what, that's what that movie was. and. Um, it was, you know, to, to quote community like we always do, I kind of heard uh, or heard Shirley Bennett say, like, that sounds very interesting for filmmakers. Uh, you know, like, the movie is actually about writing the movie. But what you don't know is that the movie's actually happening the whole time and you're watching the movie that they wrote. And I was like, yeah, I've... I, Love watching people jerk off, you know. Like that's essentially what this movie was. And
1: uh, big Louis, big Louis C.K. guy. This guy. Uh, oh, I, I appreciate your your star, Shit. your starburns. Oh review. my god. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was that a little? Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jesus, man.
1: I'm. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm now the same level of inebriated as I am for like regular recording, but awesome. now with like feedback. Yeah
0: this rules it's
1: it's, uh, i'm uncomfortable with it personally but all right let's go get comfortable um i am man like i had so many just like oh this could be a gimmick winner this could be a best line this just like it was just chock full of stuff that was pandering to me yeah was this movie made for me we discussed the algorithm but uh, did i write this movie by accident in my sleep Am Uh, am i pedro pascal
0: oh shit oh shit if so sir it has been an honor to captain this podcast with you mr. Pedro I loved your work in the Mandalorian by the way I'm Spanish can you uh, (laughs) buy me a drink with that baby Yoda money yes I can it's in my bag thank you wonderful just one drink (laughs) Um, yeah honestly I'm honestly I'm still processing the movie Um, I I feel like it was extremely fun in in terms of like meta filmmaking i thought it was very substantial um in terms of loving nicholas cage as much as i do i felt like it had a lot of emotional content but i don't know if those credits are going to transfer to the general audience i don't know what what are your, what are y'all's thoughts this is a place full of people who uh yeah, we love
1: him, like, raise hands. sure only you uh, uh,
0: Dylan, come come talk into the mic. Ladies and gentlemen, Clusterfuck participant Dylan Derryberry. (laughs) Sweet shirt, dog. Oh,
4: oh, well, thank you. Um, So, I think that my takeaway, like about the time that i was saying or thinking to myself that maybe we didn't need the kidnapping storyline they literally like came out and told us we didn't need the kidnapping storyline and so like every criticism i had for the movie was almost like they explained it away to me so it's really hard to criticize it but it came off like they really were trying to make it more of a broad audience film like i feel like there's weirder ways they could have taken it like I mean, he definitely could have kissed himself, like, a lot more, and I would have been <laughs> all in on it. But I do think that they were trying to go for more of a broader appeal. Like, the whole time I was thinking, like, this is a uh, adjacent to Tropic Thunder. I'm not sure that it has the star power that Tropic Thunder has. Like, I mean, yeah, there are a handful of people we know from there. I mean, Demi Moore me, at the end, you know, kind of teed that off a little bit too, but it, it feels like they never went full Tropic Thunder, <laughs> which also ties into a Tropic Thunder bit. They never went full Tropic Thunder, but they didn't go adaptation. So they really did try to find a middle ground. Mm. And I think that says a lot about Nick Cage's career as well, because while we could have gotten like a weird indie version of this, the guy also does a lot of big blockbuster movies and is a household name. So I think that he towed that line well, whether or not that's going to pay off for general audiences, I don't know. But I think that anybody that has seen at least five Nick Cage movies is going to walk away pretty happy with it. So yeah.
0: that's my input. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Dylan Derryberry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I would fully agree with Dylan um, that, like, there's, there's part of me that thinks they could have gone even further. You know, like, they could have dove deeper um and that there's like as as a as a hardcore i i want to see that um and yet they also referenced a movie i've never fucking heard of called guarding Tess." does anybody know what guarding Tess" is I, I will admit
4: i'm sorry I'm bruce back, i bruce
0: knows i did pull out my phone for
1: that <laughs> <laughs> one-
0: get him no get him alamo kick him out <laughs> <laughs> I, I could not tell if it was a fake movie it's or real. a real <laughs>
4: movie cardinal it's
1: cardinal it's alamo law movie.
4: Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> tests, you take there.
1: Could, could we get Matt
0: Lancaster from Fright Ninety to come explain guarding tests I to us?
4: A very minimal, I can tell you very minimal. It's, he's a secret service agent and protects the first lady. Secret, service,
1: a, agent a secret service agent. Secret service agent who
0: protects the first lady. Yeah, Bruce, thought, do you know? They. they <laughs> Okay, okay.
1: Let it be. Let it ride, cuz.
0: I'm not sure how the audio is gonna come out on this, but I'm fucking loving this interaction and this freeform
1: discussion. Editing Greg is gonna have a fucking blast tomorrow at 7 a.m. I I
0: promise you, no one is gonna listen to this that isn't here right now. (laughs) Yeah. I promise. Alexia will listen. What? Alexia! this oh. is the Alexia Samaras tribute episode. You know who, just for her, an audience of
1: one. Brian. <laughs> How many National Treasure references did
5: you parse
1: out? Ooh, I wasn't I counting. S- How many? Well, like, they, they went into the, uh, the fan cave, I'll call yeah. it. Yeah. Ooh, and the, okay. the lights were off, and I saw that poster like just shrouded in the background. I leaned to my wife, and I said, that's a National fucking Treasure <laughs> 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 Like I knew exactly what it was going to be, and I was extremely happy when they turned the lights on. I was like... I was right, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the only other person that's going to be listening to this is Elliot Petty, who went to the wrong Alamo Draft house. Oh. You're being called out oh. for being so dumb. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, did he watch the movie? Just get ready to get dragged on the pod LOL send. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, no, but I think that's it's the movie kind of knowing who its audience is for, because like, who's heard of the production company Legion M? Legion M. Anyone heard of it? No hands. They sold me Brian shirt. has. I know Brian has. Legion M made Mandy. And that's why you've never fucking heard of it, because it's a small production company. And Greg and I are in so damn deep that we buy merch off their website yeah, from like, Mandy. I,
1: I know who Legion M is because I bought this shirt, and I still get tons of emails from Legion M. Yep. So it's just like... And
0: we love them, and uh, we're, I'm a big fan of Legion M, but this was a Lionsgate film. This wasn't for a niche audience. Honestly, this, niche, this is niche, more niche. Of, a, of a Cinemark movie than an Alamo Drafthouse movie. Are we allowed to say the C word here?
1: <laughs> AM censored
0: Yeah. By the way, <laughs> fuck Cinemark That face yeah, fucking sucks uh. Fuck Front Row Joe <laughs> <laughs> Why does he want to sit on the front row? What a freak
1: <laughs> no, He's not
5: allowed
0: here <laughs> Front Row Joe You're about to be Backdoor Bjork no, I don't know <laughs>
1: Speaking of Bjork, the Northman now in theaters. Yeah, um,
0: but it's like if there was a vampire's kiss reference in this movie, I think that uh, I think that a lot of us here might have appreciated. But I don't think that that's for the mass the mass audience. And I think they split the difference really well. I think when you get the the hallucination of young Nicolas Cage, I kind of see that I'm as just like Richard. instead of referencing a bunch of individual movies that was more just an amalgamation of all the obscure stuff that he's done you know like that was yeah. a a comp like uh, the hair alone in, in every weird strange niche nicholas cage movie i've ever seen he had that hair you know like that's mm-hmm. that's the 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 slightly receding side part with that's way too long on the side right like that's yes <laughs> yes perfect a
4: ghost rider jacket <laughs> I didn't
0: even catch. Was that a Ghost Rider jacket? Yeah, I had the
5: spikes, but yeah.
0: I, I feel like if, if he drank uh, Skittles out of a martini glass, um, that would have been just the cherry on top of all of this. Um,
1: but that, That's that dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all, all that goes to say, I think they split the difference really well of basically Nicolas Cage is a meme that a lot of people are into and... I can sit here and talk about like how I think that his method of acting is essentially the performance equivalent of Picasso, um, but honestly, guys, at this point, I'm not sure if my head's so far up my ass I can't smell my own shit. Um, I don't, I don't, maybe, like, to, to most people, even if I'm right about that, to most audiences, that's not going to resonate, you know. Like they just want to talk about Con Air and Face Off mm. and National Treasure, and I, oh, I think the movie did a great job of giving yeah. the people what they wanted, but having having some deeper cuts that you don't have to know a ton about to understand the movie, but giving us little little breadcrumbs here and there. What do you think,
1: Greg? I think I want to hear from somebody that doesn't know who the fuck Nicholas Cage is. Like some, somebody that like, well, not here, but oh. like. I, I, <laughs> Everyone here is in way too deep. None of those people are here. <laughs> Ariel, you're getting called out. Man and is National that it? Treasure. Have you only seen the Wicker
0: Man and National yeah. Treasure, Ariel? Um, of the movies you've made, those
5: are the ones that come
0: familiar to me. Ariel, would you do us the honor of coming to talk into the mic? <laughs> Ariel Stewart, Ariel! ladies and gentlemen.
5: They did
4: with me was the Paddington Bear 2 <laughs> <laughs> yes! because I gotta be honest I haven't watched either of the Paddington Bears because I bawled through the trailer of Paddington Bear and I assumed it was about a bear that wanted to be a good bear but didn't think he was good enough and then and that that was the story and I
5: think it's really about how
4: You're allowed to like Nicolas Cage, and you're allowed to like the things you like, and you're allowed to like Paddington Bear and feel sad that he wants to be a good bear. And I feel like they were making that connection to, like, it's okay to be passionate about the things that you
5: like and to feel deeply about them.
0: I would like to go on record and say that Ariel understands this movie better than I do. (laughs) Well done. Holy shit. That was very... Yeah, give it to Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You get an applesauce.
5: That was my big takeaway with Paddington Bear 2. And I was sobbing. I was like, Troy, I told you about Paddington Bear. He's like, I know. Stop crying about the (laughs) (laughs) Troy,
0: Troy, would you like to join us? No. All right. Troy's out. All right. (laughs) Thank
6: you. Thank thank you, Ariel.
0: Man, see, I, I hadn't caught that subtext at all, honestly. That, like, it's basically them saying, like what you like, be moved by what you were moved by. And... Leave everyone else the fuck alone if they like Paddington, and honestly, and then you see Nick Cage watch it after mocking it and shitting on it, and he cried, right? Like, it's like, hey, maybe some of the stuff that you think is stupid, maybe there's something to it that you're not giving it credit for. Which brings me back to Vampire's
1: Kiss. (laughs) As everything does. Yes. Where do we go from here, Greg? Oh, I thought you were going to go into vampires. No, that was a joke. That was a
0: bit, uh, that was a self-aware bit about how I, uh, ramble on unsolicitedly about shit I like. I don't, I don't
4: want to continue to talk too much, but are there any other dads that, uh, have issues with trying
0: to force things upon their children that they don't particularly like? Is my dad here? Oh, God. I swear to fucking God, if you brought my dad here, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) Um... Fair, fair.
5: <laughs>
0: no, yeah, you you got to meet your kids at their interest. And uh, Dylan, I, I've got to say, I, I'm not a parent, I don't understand the complexities of it. But uh, your daughter likes Pee Wee's Playhouse. That needs to be enough for you, man. <laughs> I
1: don't have kids either, man. I don't know. Yeah. We, don't, we don't, this is not a children friendly I, show I, I make my dog watch hockey with me like is that does that count like I think it does too honestly He's you know want- if we're gonna get
0: more vulnerable as we always do, well, as I always do, not that anyone asked um that that was something that really resonated with me uh that's that's a like legitimate moment that I had very early in my therapy career as a client um <laughs> um uh was uh just my therapist pointing out to me that with so many relationships in my life that were significant relationships if i didn't like one thing they liked it was all over um and that created such a people-pleasing tendency in me um and also such like a, a real difficulty being myself and knowing myself because I just wanted to know about the shit that the people that I liked liked because I thought that was how you formed a relationship. Um, And so that was a moment in the movie that was, like, very genuinely impactful to me and that I I felt seen. And and I don't know. That's what I love about movies is, like, we all have so much shit within us that we just carry around with us and don't really talk about. And sometimes we're not even aware of it ourselves. And then we see a movie, like, a fucking silly-ass movie like this bring it up. And you're like, to me, when I see that, I'm like, if it's in a movie like Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, maybe I'm not a freak. Maybe what I'm feeling and what I'm dealing with is actually so normal that it would show up in a Nick Cage movie. Uh, You know, like maybe it's not that weird. And that is the unbearable weight that we all carry around in our massive souls. Uh, Right?
1: Yeah? You feel me? Are you expecting me to follow that up with something like, "Geez, $1 dude"?
0: What? Guys, to my church? That's yeah. not my gimmick anymore, brother. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, th- these, this pain uh, <laughs> that I just talked about has made a lot of therapists very happy people. <laughs> I'm on number five right now. I'm not just a provider. I'm also the best customer. <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> Greg, dig me out of this fucking hole. I haven't.
1: <laughs> I haven't done a therapy. Do you uh, want to right now? In front does of anyone everyone? else need a ten-hour loop of the PSA for "Don't Talk and Don't Text" from Nicolas Cage? Because holy shit. Yep, that was a bob. Starburn in I'll take it. Close it's it. Alex. We're done with this podcast. It's
0: over. <laughs> we were just called in case the mic doesn't pick, to, pick it up. Uh, Squeaky Doors, Brian Oliveira just called us. Starburns and Abed, and uh I've never been so honored to be compared to a meth addict who has interesting facial hair for attention. Um that <laughs> no, d- we we, just love the meth, we love community. We love community here. Like this is this is our thing. You got to be Abed. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Hell fucking yeah. Can All you right. give us an Abed and a deer? No, I can't. Okay. Larry <laughs> I'm on ducktails. That's, that's fine. <laughs> all i got <laughs> um, does anybody else have thoughts i kind of like this uh, this riffing with randos anybody want to come up and give a thought what did john think john wasson what did you think of the movie Says the guy who wrote a fucking amazing song about Nicolas right. Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I love my own he he dipped dip, the toe. It
3: made it approachable and made it fun. Um, it was, it was sweet. And it had a little bit of everything. It was sweet in some parts. It was the family stuff was touching. There were some, some of the even the action was kind of, kind of aggressive.
0: Yeah, I was yeah.
3: Kind of, I wasn't expecting that. So. Uh, nice time.
0: And on the note of the family stuff, how cool was it that they that they opened up with with Con Air? which is like honestly in so many ways the most egregious offender of he's a big badass man and they've got his daughter you know like (laughs) there's some funny video that's like they've got all their daughters so many daughters they've all been kidnapped all the daughters are in danger Um, and then this movie told like kind of answered that really cheesy um, father-daughter action story was something that came across as uh, surprisingly, despite how contrived it all was, is, is the emotion of it came across as very sincere to me. Did you pick up on it? I mean, like it didn't strike me as cheesy or superficial. It also didn't strike me as like I'm crying about it. It's not like Paddington 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's no Paddington 2. But, but like it, it was, there was some real feeling in that kind of kind of a, a kind of an apology
1: for the father-daughter relationship in Con Air almost. Apology is an interesting way to put it. I still think he should have picked up some of the money that was on the ground for his daughter. In Conair. In, in Conair. Yeah. In Conair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> oh no way. Conair is literally playing right to our right. For oh, here Thales comes the stripper hose. fantasy scene. Oh my God, we're watching oh. the climax of Conair. Fuck it, we're doing live commentary. Spray
1: him with a hose. Make him take <laughs> his shirt off.
0: Okay, oh, so, here we go. Can someone answer me this? Why is John Malkovich on the top of the fire engine? Like, is there any strategic advantage to that other than it makes him more visible so Nick Cage can chase him down? There is a passenger seat. The man is a fucking criminal mastermind, and he's just, like, doing the dumbest thing you could do. Oh my god, this is beautiful.
5: Look, John
0: Malkovich, he's not a bomb. You think he plans that far ahead?
4: John Malkovich is a power top. You heard it here first.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, John Malkovich is a power top. At least... New, New favorite, favorite quote.
4: Pedro Maybe he should have yeah. kissed, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Kissed.
0: yeah. Yeah. We we would have liked to see Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal kiss. That was... um That's true.
5: He's right. He
2: should've
5: they should
0: have fucked. fucked. They should have fucked. Um, <laughs> I really
2: thought he was going to have sex with April. with April. With April? Yeah.
5: With
0: Pedro Pascal's fight. Uh, so oh, shit. That would have been cool.
5: Yeah,
0: no, but this wasn't the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I... I I was honestly, first of all, we're, we're talking so much about Nick Cage, but Pedro Pascal gave a fantastic performance in that movie. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah. It's as much his movie as it is Nick. Oh, yeah. absolutely. This is like such a movie, it's kind of the movie I wanted to get. I wanted this element out of it, was just two guys being best buds. Yeah. And that's it. We got like a 30-minute montage of them just getting high and fucking around and just having a good time. Andrew Willis in the back. I see a hand up, young man. Yeah.
0: Confirmed. (laughs) Confirmed. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is a dude's rock movie. Confirmed. (laughs) Confirmed. But there really is... um, Guys being dudes. How often in in an action movie about two men that is hardcore from the male gaze and they let the women do like three cool things at the end just to prove that they're not sexist. (laughs) Right? That doesn't prove it. Um, She shot a gun. How often do you see this this male friendship that comes across as, as very appreciative and very sincere and very like powerfully emotionally connected. And they're doing all of this in this stupid fucking spy plot, you know, like, and they, 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 they they did it with, with just a a powerful sincerity that uh, in many ways reminded me of you, Greg, me and you.
1: I was fishing for that. <laughs> oh my god! So you're Denny the unbearable talent weight Taylor.
0: How about Denny the massive weight Taylor? Denny the massive.
1: <laughs> no, I would never body shame you. Thanks, buddy. I've been working out.
0: <laughs> oh no! When did I say that? I, I do it every week. <laughs> oh, we we refer to ourselves as Sweetums and Waluigi. <laughs> Our audience refers to us as Starburns and Abed. So- <laughs> in in our faces. It was a compliment. I appreciated it. I loved it. I leaned, we
2: I leaned loved- into Community's it. Community
0: is my favorite show ever. I, I'm honored to be Starburns. My name is Alex. Wow. My name is Alex. What did you slip me, man? <laughs> um, I can't pee. Greg, do you have any thoughts before we uh, get into gimmicks?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I said I thought this was going to be like a 7 out of 10... 10- movie with like a 10 out of 10 cage centered area like performance Mm -hmm. and just pandering to me and i i think i was 100 percent right i think they didn't they lean too mediumly if that's a term into like the meta aspects of the story Mm -hmm. i would have liked maybe a touch less from this movie when when they were just saying like oh and then what are we we got to resolve this in the third act i'm just like yeah okay now this is where we resolve it in the third act i I don't typically go for that unless that's what the movie was, like, doing all along. Yeah. And they kind of hinted at it in spurts every once in a while. And I wasn't really buying into it as much. But it's, like, such a minor gripe about, like, the the storytelling that I don't really, like, hold it against the movie at all. Yeah. I just thought they could have leaned either a little bit more into it or a little bit less.
0: Well, and it's, like... If you do that 15 years ago, it's, like, a really cool, bold choice. Yeah, now
1: now everything's
0: meta. You know, like, to be meta, you need to have a little more to bring to the table than just we're talking about the structure of the movie we're making. Right? You yeah. know, like, you need to do a little bit more these days, I We're think. on the
1: back half of, like, Ryan Reynolds' whole thing, so <laughs> this isn't really, like, a necessary thing to introduce in our nick cage film but yeah. i i didn't i didn't hate it at all um i did love every time nicholas cage did the whole like well actually i know this a little bit better than you because as you may know i'm an actor that was fucking awesome every time he was just like no i read people for a living you yeah. know just leaned into that like i'm actually super smart and like good with pe- good at the people and then he turned out being right so that that ruled man yeah yeah i loved him um yeah
0: honestly my my only real thoughts remaining uh other than just like revisiting moments which like you, you can just watch the movie you know everyone here watched the movie you don't need to reminisce immediately after it um oh we spoiled it for the bartender oh shit excuse me sir have oh. you already seen the movie okay all right that was fucking close that was
1: inconsiderate man i'm really sorry <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> honestly, this is just such a cool night, and I'm having so much fun that I wish I could drag it out a little bit longer. Um, but out of respect for everybody showing up to this, and it is a to go Thursday. Yeah. It is a Thursday night. Um, I say let's just get into gimmicks. Yeah, it's, it's a school night, so yeah, and especially for the teachers that are here. In <laughs> attendance. Um shout out, shout out, what? Woo! Woo! Shout out to teachers. Your administrations may not support you, but we do. We do
1: not financially, but here at Movies yeah. for a Win,
0: we do. Um, we we asked we asked everyone to uh, pay attention to their gimmick of the week, their favorite moment <laughs> of massive talent. Um, would anyone like to share with the audience? Yes, my friend, come on up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Jacob Derryberry. Just kidding. <laughs> Please introduce yourself.
2: I am Jake Derryberry, the brother of a uh, former guest host, Dylan (laughs) Derryberry. And that's all anybody needs to know. Family of the show. Um, uh, No, so uh, I'm going to give my uh, gimmick, because the gimmick was the massive talents of the week, uh, to – I'm going to throw in the DP in there, but the editors in general. uh, When he was talking to Vivian and then it switched over to him at the party – that was just a fantastic transition for me, and the editing throughout the entire movie was fantastic. And I gotta give them the uh, massive talent of the week.
1: Hell yeah!
2: yeah Hell yeah!
1: So. Thank you, sir. Um, so, I be, a, I, I, sorry, go ahead. No, that's a great interpretation of the gimmick—is awarding it to somebody that we don't even see on the in the film. But it it sells us the artistry of the film and really just engrosses us in the story. So I really like that. Hell yeah! No, I dig that. To
4: get too off track, but did they think that the seamless edit? To be
1: more was too They learned from the best. It's, it's a I, didn't
2: I didn't
1: know Demi yeah. Moore. It was too <laughs> Shit.
0: I, I don't even know what y'all are talking about. That might have happened when I went to the bathroom. Exactly. No, it was cluster the end of the table,
1: movie. Yeah,
0: cluster cluster fuck table. table chiming in. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. I'm sorry on that. No, nah, please dog. Please dog. Um, Ivy was talking a bunch of shit to me About how he wants to come up and say something Ivy would you Would you like to take this moment to Whatever the hell it is you're planning (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen Ivy Psyche! I know how to say
1: it Um, Yeah so my favorite part of the movie was Why wasn't Ghost Rider in your top five
0: (laughs) Give me the fucking mic
1: Banned from the show (laughs) Ivy give him a hand (laughs)
0: I went to Walmart in the year 2017 and I I saw for five dollars a two-pack DVD of Ghost Rider one and two. two. (laughs) (laughs) I was going through a lot at this time in my life and I was drinking a lot of whiskey And watching a lot of Nicolas Cage movies and absolutely losing my fucking mind. And then I watched Ghost Rider and it truly just siphoned the joy out of my body. (laughs) And there was not much to begin with. But goddamn, was it effective at it. <laughs> Who's the guy who plays Raiden in Mortal Kombat? The first one? Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert, son of a French ambassador, raised in New York. The original Raiden, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, he was in Highlander, too, but most people know him uh, for his work in the Mortal Kombat
1: series. (laughs) They sure do.
0: Christopher Lambert made a surprise cameo in Ghost Rider 2. And that's why Ghost Rider 1 is not in my top five.
1: (laughs) Ivy, does that... But, Answer your question, Morgan.
0: <laughs> Morgan Watt, ladies and gentlemen. What about Wild, at Heart? Wild at Heart was number six. I'm not joking. I watched it at your house. Uh, the, the The jacket symbolizes my belief in personal freedom. Honestly, I've only seen it one time, and I was very impressed. But I don't remember it quite well enough to really have a strong judgment on if it's top five. But I'm not joking. When I made the list, it was very strongly in contention and it is, I think, honestly, on my, on my rankings that I keep track of, um, I think it's actually my second highest rated Nicolas Cage movie. Wait, no, it's my third highest rated Nicolas Cage movie, but we were doing favorites. And, and again, I approached it not with the intention of which is the best movie, but which is the best movie for one trying to experience Nicolas Cage. And for that, I'd probably say it's number six. I mean it.
1: Yeah, that's that's why I left Lord of War off my list as well. <laughs> I think that's a great movie. Don't laugh at me, Matthew. It was an this honorable guy mention. picked every
0: which way but loose when we let him. Every pick which the movie, way but so. loose. <laughs> um,
1: yeah,
0: let's see, <laughs> v- Vanessa, do you have a moment of massive talent? Leah, I, w- I would love to bring up producers and saviors of the show, Vanessa and Leah, if they're interested at all. Leah, that's a no. Vanessa. Come on, give us favorite line. Give us favorite line, Co- ladies and gentlemen. Producer and savior of the show, Vanessa Taylor.
2: Apple sauce. Apple sauce. Um, so I think my favorite like line. I mean, there are there a couple. Where your notes? Because I wrote them down. One of them when I wasn't looking at the paper because I didn't want to take my eyes off the film. Um, nice. So it was, like, the first one was Pedro Pascal's, like, initial talk to him, and just the moment where he's saying, "Um, I think that I got it right, but it's the only time that you retreat into the black of nothingness. Um, And I can't remember exactly, I think that's when he jumps in the pool as well, and it's just like, yeah, fuck it, the black of nothingness, and then saves him. Um, But I really liked that part. But then also, just my favorite line of all that got me, you know, both times that it said was you're Nick fucking... Wah! Cage!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am very aroused. <laughs> um, do, do we have any more uh, gimmicks of the week? Anyone would like to present their moment of massive talent? Well, I'm seeing the credits roll for Con Air, so that means... We should have landed this plane about 10 minutes ago. Well, we got to do our
1: gimmicks and our favorite lines. Alright, our
0: gimmicks and favorite lines and then we'll let everybody go home.
1: (laughs) Man, like, I... I don't know, I was just waiting... I was going in with, like, medium expectations. Like, okay, I'm waiting for this movie to sell me. And it's the first moment we run into actual Nicolas Cage. Not in Con Air, but, like, him driving the car with Down on the Corner by Creedence Clearwater Revival. And he's just screaming in his car, and I'm just invested. That's where I—I ah, I felt like I was opening my eyes to the real him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His performance is amazing in this movie. It was movie, fantastic. Man. Dude, like,
0: oh my god! I, I can't imagine, like, seriously, the the craft of of playing yourself, but like also not really playing yourself, playing everyone's idea of you. You know, like, because nick cage is actually a very a very private person and my impression from him is that he loves acting like and is extremely passionate about it but is super not into being a celebrity um and basically promotes his film as as much as he needs to but like he doesn't license a lot of merch uh like literally like the legion m mandy merch is like the first ever officially licensed you have nicolas cage's permission to put his face on it you know mm-hmm. like thing ever ever in his career um I, and i just think that like in so many ways it was like invulnerable cuz he's playing his brand and yet i can't imagine what a mind fuck that is as a performer you know like it, yeah. it took legitimate talents
1: um yeah, there's that moment just where he's like, he's, 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 it's not mine. It's in between your slices of pizza, <laughs> bud. But yeah, just that moment where he's they like. To go
5: boxes,
0: then. <laughs> someone, uh, well, he uh, has uh pockets. someone who's already left just like handed me three slices of pizza, um, as I was on my way out. And I was like, I, if someone hands you pizza, you take it. So that's, it. so that's not yours? <laughs> well, it's mine now. You can have it. All right. Oh, man. All right, what's was, your? What's your? Uh, I've had someone drink my milkshake, but never eat my pizza. I drink it all. Um, okay, so I'm gonna say, my favorite moment of Massive Talent was actually uh, was that piano number he did, um, where there was so much like uh, so much look at the freak, and yet so much sadness and mm-hmm. so much just neediness you know like the and like his daughter calls him out on it later and it's what we're all thinking and it's what we're supposed to be thinking you can't handle yourself not being the center of attention even at your own daughter's fucking birthday party Um, what a fucking asshole Um, and then like to me I'm when I'm watching it it's the kind of thing where if I describe it to you you should like feel judgmental or mad or even like disgusted and I just felt sorry for him. You know, like, I felt sorry for the character that that he was so unhappy with himself that he had to steal the spotlight and embarrass himself and his daughter in front of all her friends and ruin a life milestone for her. Um, what, are, what Oh, you're chewing. I yeah. thought you were looking at me for something. I so, um, to me, honestly, for, like, as, as funny and and, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's doing this as that scene was... Um, I also thought there was this, like, very powerful and very uh, smartly curated emotional response that I felt during it. So I'm going to go with that. Um, Greg, do you have a favorite line, or do you just want to eat pizza?
1: I always just want to eat pizza. but Fair. Yeah, but I feel like my only issue with that kind of whole story with his daughter is it doesn't feel like it gets fully resolved at the end, you know, or, like, at least not in a, like, solidified and earned way. He does, you know, attend the premiere of the movie that he's written with Pedro Pascal, which mm-hmm. is, I, I thought that that was awesome. Mm-hmm. But, like, he keeps bringing up that story that, like, hes he sang that song at his daughter's birthday, right? Of, like, just a story of, like, the song he made up, which apparently he didn't, with her, like, asleep on his shoulder. And she calls him out on it later and just was like, you you didn't make that up. Like, you... No, it it didn't seem like she was really as open to that as he was. And then by the end, it doesn't seem like they really fully mended their relationship even though they do like save the day at the end. It didn't feel like that specifically was worked out entirely. Don has a thought. <laughs>
0: Don.
2: I think the first thing about or the thing about uh his his daughter mm-hmm. with with her just say, say like her choosing Paddington 2, at first it's played off as a joke, but it's really just kind of played off as just like, hey, here's something that's more generally uh, appealing to a general audience. It's like the first time that Nicolas Cage in the movie lets his guard down and he's not just like quoting some like avant garde German art film. He's actually just like being vulnerable with his daughter. And I think that's like one of the first times that they actually are like open together. Yeah,
0: okay. Point I maybe. dig that. I dig that. Thank you, Don. I'd buy that for a dollar. Don's sure, wearing a RoboCop shirt yeah, for those listening you. at home. <laughs> um, so um, my my favorite line, um, honestly, I'm just going to give my runner-up because I got to side with the wife. Vanessa said my favorite line. Nicholas, fucking, woo, yeah, Cage. Um, that was such a give the people what they want moment. Um, and also such a, like, I just can't imagine that someone who went from being in Con Air and The Rock to doing, like, 20 straight-to-dvd movies that no one gave a fuck about in a row didn't have some relationship with self-doubt and remembering who he is Um, And that was such a cool line for me because of what what it represented. So my runner-up Is on that same note. It's actually a Pedro Pascal line Which I did not expect to give it to someone other than Nick Cage in this movie, but it's um, you have a gift And that brings life and joy to an increasingly dark and broken world. Um, And honestly, you know, we can talk about how it's entertainment or it's art or it's bullshit or how it doesn't really actually help at all. Um, And when you look at like all the people in the world suffering and I don't want to act like a movie makes it better. But I can say for me in my life as an individual, um, movies have made a lot of things better. Um, and so that was something that I just, I don't know, I appreciate about filmmakers, I appreciate about actors, I appreciate about writers and directors, as I'm like, man, honestly, at very lonely times in my life, uh, movies were there for me. You know, like, that's 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 something that, that's been a really big deal to me in my personal journey, so I, I appreciated that line, and maybe it was
1: cheesy, but to me it wasn't, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, the movie feels like a celebration of that whole concept, too, so... Yeah that's that's beautifully said and i'm glad you got that out of that specific line because i don't i don't even remember him saying that yeah i wish i did i guess i'm gonna have to watch this movie again
0: i mean like as as a therapist i dare you to be sad while you're watching con air (laughs) (laughs) you might be sad before it and after it but i dare you to be sad during it like come the fuck on it gives you a reprieve from your pain it's an opiate, except it's not habit-forming. Just kidding, it is. Look at where I am right now
1: after I watched Con Air. <laughs>
0: um, Greg, uh, what's your criticer score? Con
1: Air is a drug? Well, I got to yeah. do my favorite line here, but Oh, shit. I thought yeah. you already went. My bad. No, my bad. Excuse me. I got it pretty early on where Wild at Heart Nick Cage is talking to modern-day Nick Cage. And modern-day Cage says he has to do this movie that he's only, like, kind of excited about. And he says, I'm an actor. And Wild at Heart, Nick Cage says, "No, you're a fucking movie star, and don't you ever forget it." And he doesn't forget it for the rest of the movie. And I don't have a you know a much deeper explanation than that, like you did for yours. But that just it stuck with his character and his thought, like through the entire the entirety of the film. So, yeah. Hell, fucking yeah. Good shit. Yeah. Uh, good give shit. us a critic score and let's land this plan, baby. Jeez, oh, I, I didn't. Let's
0: let's get back to our daughters. We gotta land the plane. It's a Conair Air reference. I have a daughter?! Uh, um, Greg, I
1: hate to tell you this, but uh, yes. Oh, jeez. My dog's a boy. Uh, my Kritiker score, I want to give it a... So I give it... I have a scale of 1 to 40. I think I'm going to land this plane at a 33 out of 40 for now. I kind of want to give it a second watch. But that's, that's pretty high. For... It's higher than you anticipated. Yeah, it's yeah. higher than I thought. It's good. It's, it's in a good
0: spot. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give a, a, a similar rating on my scale of 50. I'm going to give it a 44 out of 50. Okay. Um, with, with the, with the, with the like, criteria being that I think it was a lot better than it had to be for what yeah. they were doing. Um, I don't think it's high art, but I do think it's a smart movie, and I think it's a fun movie and i think it has it has heart where it counts
1: you know like yeah. and
0: and it was it was a blast man and
1: all the all the shortcomings i predicted for like pretty like a pretty rookie director and like an inexperienced screenwriter i feel like they weren't the ones really holding it back at all yeah like there, it wasn't anything that they did wrong i th- i feel like every like this whole project had a lot of buy in from everybody yeah. like even to the editing like we learn like like it's just everybody had a very cohesive um mindset and it's just like it all carried through in such an expert way that i, I don't i don't think these guys are done making good movies yeah so, no I'm, I'm excited for what they got next
0: i'd 100 percent agree um do we oh, want to get yes sorry. dylan get up here get up here sorry. just ariel's pissed at you
4: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, sorry one more time what was our gimmick
0: uh, moment of, of massive talent.
4: All right, moment of massive talent. i got to give it up to our podcast oh, host. Oh, shit. Thank you very much.
5: Yeah,
4: hey, you, I, I think you guys are massively talented. Applaus. Applaus. Thank you guys for bringing us out here to do this live. That's awesome. Do it again. So uh, figure out your next episode. But, shit. Uh, thank you guys. Thanks, Dylan.
0: <laughs> Man. Are we talented? I don't know. But seriously, thank you all for coming. Um, I can't believe anyone gives a shit that we're doing this. Um, We do it mostly for ourselves to have fun. Um, And if you came here to placate us, thank you for being so nice about it. Um, And if you came here because you wanted to see the show, that's even cooler. Um, Thank you all for showing up. Um, Show of hands, who knows the catchphrase? Market research right now. Raise your hand. Dawn. Um, Basically... Uh, It's movies for when we already told you when it would mean a lot for me if we could go home on a call and response for that Do you guys feel up to it? Um, No, it's not the entire catchphrase Um, Greg, do you have anything to say
1: before we uh, before we get off this uh, off this pod? Yeah, if you've got an open tab tip the shit out of that guy. Yeah (laughs) (laughs) That's it
0: (laughs) (laughs) well then on that note for Greg, work the leg work. Johnson, I'm Denny, the talent Taylor, and this has been movies for when.
5: We already called you in. Peace, we're out. Yay!